Okay, and welcome back, folks, to episode 22 of the Guru Performance We Do Science podcast. Uh, this podcast is another special edition, um, an epic fitness summit special edition, which I'll tell you about later on in the podcast. But today, um, I'm very excited to bring to you um, a guest onto the show. Again, uh, another uh, another um, expert from the other side of the Atlantic, which is Dr. Spencer Nadolsky. Hi, Spencer. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. So um, it seems to me like uh, lately all I'm doing is uh, is talking to the uh, to American guests right now. So I guess there's, there's something special going on on the other side um, yeah. of the pond. Um, right. So as I as I just mentioned, um, I know you're going to be coming over to the UK uh, next year uh, in May to do the Epic Fitness Summit. Um, and you're going to be talking to um, the audience about uh, cholesterol. Yep. Um, and I know uh, you're, uh, you've got various reasons why you're well um, positioned to do this. Firstly, you're a medical doctor. Um, you're uh, also very invested in uh, health, fitness and performance, which we'll get into in a minute. And also, I know that you are the medical editor for examine.com, who um, folks will, will, will know that name either because they're regular subscribers. I certainly uh, am, uh, but also uh, Kamal Patel was on talking about supplement science. Um, so you'll be the second guy from examine.com uh, to come on to the show. So I, I know you're going to be talking about this at the Epic Summit next year, um, but let's let's also get into this a bit because you know not all of our listeners are going to be able to attend that summit. So let's let's have a bit of fun with this. So you know, cholesterol is one of those it's one of those things that everyone's heard of it. Um, but I think very few people really know anything about it. And, and, and I, I guess the misinformation is greater than the actual factual information. But it is one of those topics that is highly debated to, um, to, a, to an astronomical um, sort of level of, of excitement that, that a bit like sort of carbohydrate and whatnot people get into fisticuffs over these topics yeah, yeah so so can you just sort of bring us into this a bit i mean why you know why why is you know why is cholesterol such an important topic to to be discussing and and then you know let, for those that don't know so much about cholesterol can you just introduce um us to what cholesterol is because of course it's 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 not it's not like it, it sounds like it's one thing it's actually a, a group of molecules as far as I understand it. So. Yeah, well, you know, the reason that um, when I was asked to speak at the Epic Summit, um, Fitness Summit, it, the first thing that came to mind was cholesterol because for some reason in the fitness realm, it is talked about a lot. And, you know, you'd think it would be just more of a medical a medical thing, you know, the doctors prescribe medicine or a certain diet and exercise plan to lower it and talk about the risks of having certain levels of cholesterol or whatever. But in the fitness realm, it's spoken about a lot. And there are a lot of myths and misconceptions. And I was like, you know what? I I feel like uh, a big purpose of, of my teachings is to help fitness professionals bridge that gap with doctors, um, medical doctors. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do a talk that somehow... Uh, clears up all these myths and um, allows you know for that bridge 
uh, in between fit pros and, and, and physicians. And so, you know, there's a lot of people writing books about, you know, cholesterol myths, cholesterol cons. There's, you know, tons of books on this. And I was like, well, I could bring up some of those and just kind of give a brief overview of why there's some kind of misnomers in here. You know, cholesterol is a molecule that's uh, required um, in the body. It's, it's used in bile salts, which do a multitude of things, uh, helping you absorb um, uh, fats and things like that. And then it's also used in a lot of our hormone uh, producing. Um, so it, it's, it's an essential molecule that we need. And, you know, all we hear about or see, you know, I know over in the UK they don't have commercials or, or anything about. Yeah, no, they're totally, yes, yeah, totally banned. Totally a, banned, it's, yeah, it's at least different. on TV, yeah. But I know it's a big deal over there with mm. you know statin drugs because I, I, I read you know I read the British Medical Journal all the time and I read about what they say over there. Sure. Um, yeah, because it's we have a very similar population um, with similar health issues, so it's all relevant. But um, uh, there, all you, you hear about this, so over here there are commercials, there were commercials where you know people, two healthy looking people were walking and. Uh, one person ends up hitting this invisible wall, uh, you know, and it says, oh, their cholesterol is high. Boom. They could have, um, they could have taken this medicine and, and, and stopped that heart attack type of thing. So there's a lot of, and, and there's a little bit of truth, but, <laughs> but there's also a lot of um, extrapolation from that type of thing, maybe exaggeration from that. Well, it's been, it's been, it's been around a long time, though, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. like, I, even, I mean, if we were all of differing age groups here, but I mean, I think we all, even our, even our grandparents were hearing about cholesterol at some point. Yeah, well, so, so, yeah, so you hear about this bad and good cholesterol thing, and those are kind of misnomers, because actually what I'm going to kind of talk about is what's actually going on and what does it actually mean to be good and bad cholesterol? Because actually cholesterol is cholesterol. They're, they're the little proteins that carry the cholesterol is what we're really looking at. And that's what we're starting to realize is the real risk factors and what's the actual pathogenesis to atherosclerosis or plaque buildup and, and what causes uh, disease like heart disease, peripheral vascular disease, and stroke. Um, so that's what basically what I'm going to try to uh, bring forth um i think uh, i think spencer it, it's kind of like um i mean for, for, for folks that are used to this podcast though uh, in fact it's becoming a bit of a sort of a, a laughed about joke that my um my favorite word is context but uh, again i think we can apply that to this because of course it is a case of context isn't it there are scenarios where we need cholesterol to be general about this and there's scenarios where maybe we do want to therapeutically deal with cholesterol but um before we can get into any of that can let's just quickly break this down because i know folks are familiar with cholesterol but they're not necessarily familiar with you know the fractions of cholesterol and i mean there's all kinds of stuff you could that you will be i'm sure at the summit going into but um you know you've got your different kinds of cholesterol you've got your all this stuff about particle size or i mean what's what's all that about yeah yeah so um you can so the foods that we eat contain cholesterol, um, and you'll absorb some of those. But actually, your liver makes it, uh, and that's probably the biggest source. So the more cholesterol we eat, the less our liver makes in general. Some people absorb a little bit more, some people a little bit less. So if you eat more, your, your uh, liver will make less. If you eat less, your liver will make more. 
So what happens is you eat some of this um, food-containing cholesterol, and it, it gets absorbed via a, a certain pathway. That's actually something I'm going to be talking about is, is the pathway of how it gets absorbed because there's a, a drug that's out that can block um, part of that. But hmm. um, And then you know, it gets into your uh, um, system, gets to your liver, and then gets packaged into a certain um, um, little particle and then goes out and then... Your liver also makes, uh, you know, the cholesterol, and then it gets packaged and gets out, and then gets via a few uh, enzymes, eventually turns into what is LDL cholesterol. Now the thing is, is that like I was saying before, it's there are these particles that actually carry the cholesterol. So when they say good and bad cholesterol, it, they're actually referring to particles, uh, the proteins that carry it. So like HDL, high density uh, lipoprotein, um, that, that's, that's not the actual cholesterol, it's the particle um, and all the constituents in there. So it, gets, it can get kind of confusing um, in, in basically what happens is that protein carrying uh, the cholesterol is what actually sticks to the insides of your endothelium or the insides of your arteries. It's not the cholesterol itself. So that's why, you know, you're talking about particles and things like that. It's the actual particles. And I'll kind of, I'll have to show a little picture when I do the, um, uh, the presentation, but it'll, it'll kind of show this pathway of, hey, you can have, a, you can have uh, the same amount of cholesterol as someone else, but if you have more particles carrying the cholesterol, um, then that person will have a, a, a higher risk because there are more particles that can get stuck in the endothelial wall type of thing, the art, artery walls. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, isn't it, how whether we're talking about sports science or whether we're talking about medical science, there seems to be this common theme where people do, for, for what I think is probably obvious really, but that they do tend to latch on to the basics but that's where things get left, and of course, as I as I referred to earlier, it, it's it's got to be about context, and and um, we, we, you know we we get stuck in these basics, and of course, it, it it I mean it becomes such a big issue in the society that we live that yeah. that that message gets lost, and of course that context gets lost, and of course that that actually can then become quite a dangerous thing. I mean, as a, as a yeah. doctor, you, I'm assuming you get quite worried about this stuff sometimes because yeah. people, uh, you know, everywhere it's rife. Um, and of course you, you feel some people sometimes feel negatively that the medical system rightly or wrongly, and we don't need to get into the politics and the involvement of pharmaceuticals and so on. But of course you, you, you know, you've got this business of, well, we hear cholesterol, we hear it associated negatively with, health disease, particularly cardiovascular issues. And we often hear it associated, well, you know, say um, foods, you know, you need to eat this special margarine or whatever because it's going to bring your cholesterol down or you need to take these statins because it's going to preserve your lifespan or like that's all we that's all we ever hear, don't we? But obviously those yeah. messages are, are not right. Yeah, right. So, so here's the thing. I hear you know, some fitness professionals spouting off about cholesterol doesn't matter and this and that. And then, you know, you hear some doctors saying, you know, putting healthy people with probably with relatively 
normal cholesterol levels on high potency statin drugs that will bring it down even lower. Mm. And when I talk about cholesterol, I mean the lipoproteins that I was talking about that actually carry the cholesterol. Sure. Um, and, and so, you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So a healthy person, and I'll kind of explain this when at, the, at the summit, but a healthy person can have a little bit higher cholesterol levels and not be at, at risk. But someone at higher risk with heart disease and things, we want those very low. Um, and I'll show kind of the graphs of the different uh, uh, risk factors and how that relates. But um, so, you know, the truth somewhere in the middle. It's like not everybody, you know, needs to have super low cholesterol levels or, or lipoprotein levels, as I was talking about. But um, that doesn't mean nobody has to worry about it type of thing. And the reason I want to bring it up is because um, you're familiar with the term insulin resistance? Of course, yes. So um, someone that's insulin resistant, you know, we talked about the particle um, number and, and the uh, cholesterol. Um, someone with insulin resistance will have higher amounts of particle numbers, but potentially the same amount of cholesterol that is measured in a standard lipid panel um, as, as a healthy person. And so it may look like they're okay, but actually they have a bunch of those little particles um, carrying the same amount of cholesterol as a he healthy person, but now they have more chances to get into the arterial wall. Um, so, and the reason I want to bring that up to fit pros or fitness professionals and personal trainers and other people is because, you know, they're one of the best um, drugs, quote, um, against insulin resistance, you know, exercise, of course. So, for them to... Um, talk about cholesterol doesn't matter, I want them to understand, well, it, it does in terms of lipoproteins, and I'll, like I said, I'll show why that, you know, it's, we should be saying lipoproteins and not cholesterol, um, because they can relieve a lot of this insulin resistance and therefore bring that particle or ApoB number down um, in a very powerful way, and so they do, you know, they need to understand this and need to know that they're probably going to be one of the most powerful drugs um, that a, a patient can take, quote, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, I mean, it's a classic example, isn't it, of how being physically active in itself is hugely therapeutic. Uh, so do, do you, I mean, do you feel then that this trend to self-test, self-diagnose, I, I, I mean, as, as I told you off air, I lived in the States for 10 years, so I, I do have an idea of what it's like over there. But, uh, but here in the UK, you know, you, you actually, uh, and for some time, you know, you can pop into a, uh, into a, a pharmacist, uh, pharmacy store, you know, like a drug store, and uh, you, can, you can actually go and get um, cholesterol check, just sort of over-the-counter type stuff. Oh. Um, I mean, do you, you know, and obviously when you go see your, your general practitioner, um, particularly here in the UK where we have, there are going to be issues with um, who pays for the tests and so on. So there's probably a little bit of that when it comes to screening. So they don't necessarily go for the full, for the full high end testing. It's just basics, uh, you know, total cholesterol, HDL and LDL, um, which of course leads people a bit down a pathway but do you feel that that's that's probably doing a bit more harm than good or i mean you know how, how do you think people should use that information it, it depends yeah it depends on how informed the person is you know of, of course um someone that's well informed can use that information um uh for good if someone's not well informed 
you know, it, there may be a problem, there may not be, and they may think or may not, depending on which way they go. Mm-hmm. So we ha- we have a lot of um, self testing, you know, quote biohacking. I hate I hate that term by yeah, the way. So do I. <laughs> I, I, I cannot yeah. stand it. But yeah. um, you know, so people are doing a lot of these advanced tests, which are I think are fun and kind of. Um, you know, used for research type of thing a lot of times, and now we're starting to use these biomarkers, not necessarily for research, but in the clinic. Like, I have the capabilities of doing it, but they're kind of expensive, and mm. whether they improve outcomes is, is a, you know, uh, that's a, in opinion right now. There's not a ton of testing to say it improves outcomes, but I think if someone's well-informed, I think it's, it's you know, and they say, hey, I want to go get screened, or if someone's going to actually help them interpret them correctly, uh, it's probably a good idea to get more access. I mean, I know you guys have a free healthcare system over there, but um, we, you know, we have guidelines to screen, you know, people uh, for lipids even at a young age to make sure they don't have a genetic reason to have super high cholesterol levels. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I think it's it, it can be a good idea, like I said, if, if informed or someone informed is telling you about the labs. Yeah, no, and that's what we're all about on this podcast is about education, but cutting edge stuff. And I think I think I mean the way I see this, particularly with cholesterol, is really we really don't know as much about this as we used to think we do. Uh, and of course, we're learning, learning more about it. Um, but of course, it, it needs to be in the hands of people like you, medical doctors. Uh, and you know this is where we get into some interesting conversations about scope of practice uh, and PTs I you know I I know this is happening in the states it certainly is in the UK where PTs are getting more and more into non-PT stuff Um, you know so so, you know improving people's eating habits behaviors that's cool one that's one thing but to start getting into diagnostics is a whole other yeah. area, and of course, if if, yeah. if you really know what you're doing, it's it's probably dangerous. So obviously, the key message there is, is refer. Um, but and yeah, and that's and that's exactly the reason why I've been you know for the past few years really trying to take you know some of these um, fit pros under my wing and kind of say, hey, you know, it's okay for you guys to know this stuff, but you you, n- you need to know when to refer. You cannot start going out of scope just like you said yeah so one, one thing i know a lot of because we have a lot of pts that listen to this a lot of sports scientists as well a lot of strength and conditioning coaches that sort of thing a lot of researchers as well so i know there's sort of interesting groups of listeners here um and uh, certainly those that will come to the summit will be and uh but one thing that does come to us a lot and and i as a i'm a sports nutritionist so one thing that i hear about a lot is you know i'm trying to get my athletes or my clients to up their protein intake and inevitably one of the most practical sources of protein is going to be eggs so of course you always hear from people oh well you know how about cholesterol isn't that going to be a problem uh i mean what you know what's your take on dietary sources of of cholesterol like eggs for example and it's impact on it, it, you know, there used to be the old guard that kind of said, yeah, you can't eat cholesterol and that's, if you know, it's going to make your cholesterol high. But yeah, like I was kind of talking about before, we our body's pretty good at, um, at regulating how much cholesterol it needs. So what will happen, it'll, it'll, um, your liver will downregulate, not make as much, synthesize as much, um, and then um, 
uh, depending on you might not absorb as much and things like that. So, you know, for normal people, you can start eating more cholesterol and it won't change that much in your blood. For some people, they, they have some issues with the absorption and may um, uh, have a, a greater impact. But like, there are actually studies showing that um, people with lipid disorders eating eggs actually, you know, it can actually improve um, your, your lipid panel because it's not uh, really about the cholesterol in the food per se. But also the type of fat, you know, the saturated fat. People people link saturated fat with cholesterol and just kind of make, lump it all in one thing. But actually, and I'll kind of explain this at the at the summit. But the saturated fat, first of all, the fat is not cholesterol. It's a completely different molecule. The saturated fat is important because of what it does to the LDL receptor. So you know, when you have all these LDL particles floating around or ApoB containing particles. The re that receptor is what takes it back into the liver and reprocesses it all. Mm. So the saturated fat downregulates that receptor. So that's why all of a sudden you have this more uh, higher increase in, in your um, in your blood and kind of puts you at a higher risk for uh, you know, atherosclerosis with those higher numbers. So it's not necessary. So the eggs actually have a lot of monounsaturated fat, and uh, you know, and some other things like choline and, and other. Um, um, nutrients that yeah, may actually be beneficial. Like some people have, um, they they improve their lipid panel, improve their particle numbers and, and and sizes and everything, and can actually be pretty healthy. So the cholesterol, um, yeah, the the actual cholesterol in food is not nearly as much of a problem as we once thought, and we and in fact, it's barely a problem. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's definitely. Uh, seen in the research, I know there's some some decent uh, big studies out there that help to confirm all of this. And uh, obviously, listeners should go look for those. Uh, don't have the specific references, but I, I you know, I, that is something that comes up a lot. So, I, I think also when you when we as practitioners in our various forms are talking to our clients, and obviously that's a bit of a a bomb to drop on them. Hey, hang on. Uh, actually eating cholesterol doesn't necessarily increase your cholesterol in fact it might even be therapeutic you know the, as you've just mentioned but also is this idea that that um, that cholesterol isn't some sort of you know uh, poison that we ingest into the body I mean our bodies as you've mentioned you know it makes cholesterol in fact cholesterol is an essential component to you know to our uh, to, 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 to our lipid uh, you know to the lipid layer of our membranes of our cells and play mm -hmm. critical roles not only in that regard but um, have a functional contribution to the way our endocrine system functions yeah. can, can you just briefly <laughs> Tell us, I mean, you know, why is cholesterol important to us, um, you know, hormonally speaking? What, what does it do for us? Yeah, I mean, it's the backbone of a lot of our hormones, the way they're made. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, our, our, our cells and everything like that, it's, 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 it's an essential thing. And so that's why, you know, you hear this good and bad cholesterol thing. It's like, no, cholesterol is actually cholesterol. It's the, it's the little proteins carrying it mm. in, in your serum. Because actually, each each of our cells make cholesterol, so it's not necessarily um, you know, the the serum level uh, of cholesterol doesn't necessarily show the status of cholesterol in your brain or in your in your other cells and things like that. So that's another kind of misnomer, is that you know people talk about you need 
high cholesterol levels in your blood, it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily um, correlate <laughs> with other processes in the blood. But like you said, you know, your, your, your cells, the bile acids are so important, of course, and of course, you said the hormones, it's the backbone of many of our steroidal, or of our steroidal hormones, um, sure. and of course, those are important. Sure. So, because the, the sort of the focus of this podcast is normally about um, performance nutrition-related science, uh, what well, one thing that struck me in our conversation here, because, I mean, for me, you know, the, the sort of the young, the young son, the young son, uh, and to use backbone that you just used, the unsung backbone of all health and performance, sorry, for performance should be health, obviously, and people yeah. get get that sort of focus wrong you know they're all about which supplements to take and yeah, you know exactly. all about the training of course a healthy body can you know you can endure more training it can resist training stresses it's more likely to adapt appropriately to training and you know whatever your goals are being healthy can only help and of course this this topic is very much at, at the heart of that but and we don't need because we're not having a medical conversation here specifically so i don't need to talk about the the very few people that really do have real medical problems of cholesterol but given that so many people do one way or the other have some concern over cholesterol albeit for the wrong reasons i mean what are the you know as performance practitioners what are the negative consequences do you think to to performance in the context of you know say getting bigger faster stronger leaner that sort of thing, that that some of these sort of approaches to lowering cholesterol are. And by that, I mean, you know, you've, you've got these diets to lower cholesterol. You've got these functional foods available in all our supermarkets that are there to lower cholesterol, uh, all the way up to maybe even taking um, statins, which obviously a lot of active people are still on statins. I mean, what, what are the consequences of that in terms of getting bigger, faster, stronger? Yeah, I think... You know, one of the probably bigger things I've seen in the old guard of of physicians, I think the newer physicians are are getting are learning the guidelines better and understanding the the risks and things like that. You know, a lot of people on statins that probably don't need to be um, that would have have a, a potential uh, side effect on um, performance. You know, soreness, uh, myalgia types of things. Mm. Um, the other thing is, you know, if, if people are avoiding foods that have that are, that are high in cholesterol, they may be missing out on some good nutrients. You know, like eggs and being afraid of eggs. Um, there's not really any reason to, unless unless for some reason you have a propensity to to absorb a lot more cholesterol than your than the average person. Um, you know, th- things like shrimp. I, I hear other people talk about you need to avoid shrimp because there's so much cholesterol, and it's like. That doesn't it doesn't matter. It's it's a great food to eat. It's a lean source of protein. Um, so yeah, things like if, if so from a performance standpoint, it's it's being afraid of foods that will actually uh, help your performance and actually um, not deteriorate your health at all. So I think that would be the concern. Yeah, yeah, and I know you know we we mentioned that you're the medical editor at examine.com, and I know that folks that are sort of interested in Novel, novel ways of influencing cholesterol nutritionally, for example. There's, of course, some excellent data. Uh, um, I love the human um, effect matrix that you have um, 
on examine uh, which Kamal and I were talking about briefly uh, it's, it's an incredibly useful resource so obviously people can go listen to that uh, look at that and uh, read all about that but of course it's, it's probably one of those big distractions that actually and by this I mean trying to do stuff about cholesterol is kind of like missing the point isn't it if we just sort out our diet whatever that means of course but if we sort out our diet and exercise and so on we're, we're already going to take care of this business really aren't we that's that's yeah where you see problems is in the extremes so people doing uh you know putting big sticks of butter in their coffee and and eating a a very low carb uh high saturated uh ketogenic uh diet that the 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 extremes are where you may see um issues but in general for those who are following pretty sensible um uh, advice tips and things like that with their with their diet and exercise plan they're not going to have issues unless they have a genetic uh, a genetic propensity type yeah. of thing yeah and if they do just refer them to the to someone who really does know about this stuff because it's yeah. it's you know it's it's pretty i mean i before we had this podcast i uh, i read you wrote an article about this stuff and i went and looked up all the little links and references and i was like oh my god so you, you know you got you got all these complex papers uh, that goes into you know lipid biochemistry and so on and of course it is actually it it's 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 a heavy topic really and um, yeah and, and at the end of the day it, there is just no business for 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 any of us really to be specifically trying to you know alter cholesterol levels that's for you that's for you guys but actually most people as we've just mentioned don't really have that to worry about but for personal trainers who you know, and and sports scientists and whatnot that that want to learn more about that. There's obviously a great deal of credible evidence-based research out there, and it's and it's a story that that hasn't yet been concluded. So you know, you need you need to keep keep your ears to the knowledge and and keep learning because it's it, you know we're not there yet. But um, obviously, in the UK um, next year, there's an opportunity uh, to come listen to you speak in detail about this. Um, at the uh, the epic summit, uh, epic summit um, in May, uh, so folks can learn more about that at uh, www.epicepic-summit.co.uk. Um, that's in May. Um, if you want to learn more about some of the nutritional therapeutic approaches to these things, obviously go to examine.com. Um, I highly recommend that as a resource. But also, uh, Spencer, you've got your own. Uh, you got your own website, don't you? If you yep. want just... I have two. Yeah, I have two blogs. One by myself, and one with my brother, who's actually an endocrine um, doctor. Um, uh, so mine is doc just drspencer.com, drspencer.com, and then the other one with my brother is um, we try to promote doctors who lift. So it's docswholift.com, D-O-C-S, W-H-O-L-I-F-T, docswholift.com. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time and just delving into this this you know this this topic of cholesterol, which is such an interesting and and topical one. Um, I hope to I'll be there in May, so I look forward to uh, to meeting you there. And as I mentioned, uh, I'll probably bump into you into the states at some point because I'm I'm often over there. 
Um, and uh, that, of course, is the end of this podcast, episode 22. Um, if you want to learn more about the Guru Performance We Do Science podcast, just check us out at guruperformance.com. And, of course, our own educational program via the issndiploma.com, where those of you that want to learn uh, more about sports nutrition, applied sports nutrition, biochemistry, and so on, can learn more about that. So, okay, Spencer, that's it. Thanks very much for your time. And uh, I'm going to sign off uh, now myself and um, welcome everyone back to another edition in the near future.